Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. First come, first serve. It's peppermint bark moonshine. Perfect way to bring in the holidays. It's available at danpatrick.com. First time that we've made this, we uh, went through many uh, tasting sessions. (laughs) I tell the Danettes, I go, hey, you guys got to stay after. Why? Well, we got to taste uh, the peppermint moonshine. Honey, I'm going to be late tonight. Yeah. Oh, the things that I put you guys through. Come on, let's go. We got to have some moonshine. But the uh, peppermint bark moonshine is available at danpatrick.com. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. We got football, at least a reasonable facsimile coming up tonight. It's the Patriots against the Steelers. Steelers giving six points. You know, we know it's a quarterback-driven league. But it's a problem going into Week 14. Some of the matchups here. So Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky. Okay. Lowest over-under total since 1993. You have a struggling Bryce Young taking on James Winston. Baker Mayfield Jr. the third goes to Atlanta to take on Desmond Ritter. Jags and Browns. Looks like C.J. Beathard and uh, Joe Flacco. Gardner Minshew and Jake Browning duke it out in Cincinnati. Josh Dobbs, the Vikings, go to Vegas to take on Aiden O'Connell. Not exactly can't-miss TV. Um, We do have a quarterback problem in the NFL because everybody wants a great quarterback. You also want a great, healthy quarterback as well. Sometimes you'll take a good, healthy quarterback. In the cases of some of these games, it's tough because we do tune in. And maybe that's why offense and scoring has been down, because quarterback play has not been consistent. Trying to keep your quarterback in there and keeping him healthy for an entire season. And here we are on the verge of adding an 18th game at some point over the next couple of years. 
877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you for downloading the app and our radio affiliates around the country. Operator Tyler standing by to uh, take your phone calls. The Yankees quietly acquired Juan Soto from the Padres and put him in the outfield, put him with that right field wall, and a guy who is going to give you at least 30 homers might be giving you 40 homers, and he's only 25 years of age. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Zach Wilson, he is going to get the start. He's going to get the start, and he's ready to go. Met with the media, and apparently he heard a story about Something that pertained to him and maybe his reluctance to play, but he did address it yesterday. Zach, there was a report, I'm sure you're aware of, on Monday that said you had expressed some reluctance about becoming the starter again. Is there any truth to that? Absolutely not. You know, absolutely not. I uh, I love the guys in this locker room, and I would do anything. And I think anytime you have an opportunity to step in this field, you need to take advantage of it. Did you feel the need to address the team at all about that? Because that report kind of was widespread on Monday. No, I don't think so. And I think more than anything, I've had support from those guys through this entire process. I think guys understand where we're at right now. And I've had backing, you know, since day one. And that's why I love this team so much. And, you know, they understand the struggles we've been going through. And, you know, I think there can be a lot of respect shown to just keep fighting from everybody. And we're, we're all going through the same things. Okay. Um... Yeah, he needed to address the situation because if the story is not true, then you're not validating it, but I think you're reemphasizing that it's not true. Maybe it was an offhanded comment, but I would be livid if somebody said I didn't want to play football, that I was reluctant to play. I would be angry, and it's not one of those, no, no, I didn't see a reason to. No, no, you need to. You need to explain how could this have possibly seen the light of day. Somebody in the organization is leaking this. You may not want to talk about that. Leave that to Aaron Rodgers, who talked about that. But this is a, it's always been a dysfunctional organization. They've had their moments, but sometimes you see what happens with these these teams. And you go, how is this unfolding? How is it unraveling? You know, the Carolina Panthers, that's a mess. Starting at the top. And then the infighting, backstabbing. The Jets, Who would leak this? Why would you leak this? Do you really dislike Zach Wilson that much? If you really dislike him, play him. Put him out there. But don't have a smear campaign against the kid. Just, if he's going to play, put him out there, let him play the next five games. Also, why do I see this scenario happening? The Patriots continue to lose, and then they get to the last game of the season. Maybe the last game of Bill Belichick's career in New England. And Bill sticks it to the organization by winning the game against the Jets, and they lose out on Caleb Williams or Drake May. Can you? What's the draft order now with the uh, Patriots? Right now, uh, Bears have the number one pick from Carolina. Carolina, uh, the New England Patriots are comfortably with the number two pick in the draft. They can even afford a win. <laughs> they can even afford one win. Okay. Arizona's third in the draft right now at three and ten. Okay. Yeah. I just see that scenario. I don't know if New England wins another game, but then they're going to have that final game, and it'll be against the Jets. And then that would be like, remember Lovey Smith when, when he was with the Texans? Like, whatever you do, don't screw it up, Lovey. Don't win the last game. You won the last game. Yeah, Paul. Would you be interested in some speculation based on nothing? I was just thinking about the Jets situation and who could have leaked that Zach Wilson was talking. Because Zach Wilson probably spends a lot of his time in the quarterback room and the meetings and so on and so forth. And 
There's some assistant coaches in there, and the other quarterbacks are in there. Tim Boyle just got cut. You know, they could have easily kept him on the roster for the rest of the year. And I, you know, I wonder on the way out, or one of the reasons he's on the way out is, was he talking to the media? Or after he was let go by the Jets, did he talk to the media? You yeah, know? but because Zach Wilson didn't play well, Tim Boyle got a chance to play. If Zach Wilson plays well, Tim Boyle doesn't even get to play. Someone overheard Zach Wilson making some type of comment they construed as, I don't want to play, I don't want to play behind this offensive line, they're putting me in danger. And the most likely people are the people he's around with all day. Yeah, but I don't know why Tim Boyle... I don't know. Because Zach doesn't want to play, Tim Boyle would maybe get a chance to play more. <laughs> I, I don't understand why you, you know there was a smear campaign on the kid. Because he was already doing that to himself by the way he played. That is harsh. Your play smeared you enough. It did. Oh my! You didn't need to go. He doesn't want to play. I mean, okay. That is tough. Yeah. All right. Uh, get some phone calls coming up. By the way, this Jacksonville Jaguar story is uh, pretty spicy. A uh, financial employee is accused of stealing more than $22 million from the team <laughs> over a four-year period. And it's not Urban Meyer. So uh, he manipulated the virtual credit card program according to documents filed this week in the U.S. District Court. According to the court filing, this gentleman is accused of stealing just over $22 million, using some of that money for purchases that included a condominium, a Tesla, cryptocurrency, chartering private jets, luxury hotel stays, a country club membership, and really, really expensive watches. Did you ever think... Doing it on the down low here, dude? Like, all of a sudden you're showing up with this and you're probably making, you know, $72,000 and you're, uh, hey, you want to come to the country club? Oh, what time is it? Oh, let me see. Oh, my uh, Panerai that I have on here. Oh, you got a Tesla. Yeah, yeah, Tesla. Yeah, I got that too. Condominium, Ponte Vedra floor. Wow, you're killing it. And cryptocurrency. Yes, Todd. There was a scene in Goodfellas, which I don't believe you've seen, but Robert De Niro gets all upset with his fellow gangsters because one shows up in a fancy car, the other one's girlfriend's got a big fur coat on, <laughs> yep. and he pulls them over. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, Paul. But do you think the Jaguars employee, like, he starts doing this four years ago. He figures out there's a way. I could take money from the Jaguars, put it in a separate account. I test it out. I put, like, five grand and then ten grand. And six months later, he's like, no one's noticed this. No one's caught on. You know, he probably thought to himself, why stop because I'm guilty? And is it, I wonder if, like, if he took a million or 22 million, he probably just said, I'll keep going. Well, he's guilty. Right. But then he's guiltier. Is there levels of guiltiness by how much you take? Definitely. But, like, let's say it was a million versus 22 million. Is it the same? Does he have to pay back the money? <laughs> I don't know what the prison time is going to be. I don't know if he, I mean, he's going to have to sell all of this stuff that he bought, but. You know, he chartered private jets and stayed in great hotels, and that's not something you're going to get back. Yeah, Mark. Don't worry, DP. I'm still flying JetBlue. Okay. All right. I trust you. All right, cool. Do you have a cover car if you're this guy? Would you have the Maserati for weekends, and then you drive like a nice Civic? Oh, he had a back. Tesla. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that doesn't mean that. That's affordable? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's not something that's, you know, it can be high-end, I'm sure. He had four Teslas. Yeah. I don't know. Like at some point, how do you get away with, you know, putting or hiding or maybe not hiding $22 million? It, it's not like you went, oh man, he was siphoning and uh, it's like $1,500.
Okay. It's $22 million. Does anybody come in to oversee what he's doing? I'm, I'm guessing they will now, but, man, $22 million. Yes, Marv. That's why the Jaguars couldn't afford a cart. Like, oh, oh what happened to that cart money? So, ah. Segway. <laughs> I brought this up when I'm watching Trevor Lawrence wince in pain, limp off the field, and then he has to walk up the ramp to get to the locker room. I'm like, where is the golf cart? This is your franchise. Unless they didn't have any money for a golf cart because this guy spent it on other things, here's Trevor Lawrence on uh, declining to take the cart to the locker room. We talked about getting a cart, and I was going to get a cart, and then I'm standing there, and you know, I'm, I'm already on the sideline at that point. The tunnel's right there. I just wanted to get off the field, get out of there. I didn't know what was going on with my ankle, and I felt like I could get off. And I was like, hey, you're good. Just don't bring it out. I'm going in. And then once I got in there, I'm like, this is a pretty long walk, you know, but I, I was already there and they asked again if I wanted a cart. I'm like, no, we're going to make it the whole way there. I didn't know there was cameras in the tunnel, you know, so that's kind of there yeah, everywhere. Exactly. So, uh, but no, it's, of course we have carts and we have everything we need. And I was the one that, that didn't choose to, to take one, you know, so you guys put that on me maybe that was dumb. Maybe I should have taken one, whatever. <laughs> that's where the coach goes, no, get in the cart. Yes, he yeah, that's right. There is no, I guess that one's on me, because there's staff there that's like, buddy, we're telling you, put your ass on the cart and take the ride in. You're not walking. Yes, yes. He's wincing in pain. We need those legs to be healthy, bud. Yes. Just sit, okay? Yes, yes. I mean, I, I get it. You don't want to be carted off if you're a player. But once you walk off the field, then you can get on the cart. And even if there's cameras, like, okay, I'm going to swallow my pride because this really hurts. And who knows if you're doing any further damage to it. Get in the cart, wave to the audience, and go to the locker room. Don't do fife and drum bugle corps where you're dragging yourself up there. There's no need to do that. Poll question for hour two is going to be what, Seton O'Connor? The whole Jaguars thing is kind of like office space. Where they somebody just tweeted that where they in the movie Office Space they devise this um, system where it sort of rounds off like fractions of a penny and they're like over years worth we're gonna have a bunch of money but nobody notices fractions of a penny and then these idiots uh, because the movie is basically these dudes are a bunch of idiots they must have gotten a decimal point wrong or something and overnight they stole hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Paul. So this guy from the Jaguars, if you read more about the account, he was making legitimate purchases for the team, but inflating the cost of the purchases and keeping the money in a separate account. Or he was purchasing something for the team. Let's say he was buying, um, let's say he was buying equipment for the team. Hypothetically, that was a, a legitimate purchase. He would, he would, he would buy a Tesla, right, and say it's equipment. He was the guy writing down the expense reports and approving the expense reports. So he could put whatever he wanted for what the expense was. And no one was checking. Big, oh, we're buying a, a new turf system for, for $240,000. He's accused of duplicating legitimate expenses in an electronic ledger, inflating amounts of legitimate transactions, entering fictitious transactions, and then using the money for personal purchases. <laughs> what kind of jail time do you get for something like that? What if he has to continue working for the Jaguars as a punishment? <laughs> Golly. He's held various titles during his tenure with the Jaguars. And uh, most recently, uh, manager, financial planning, analyst. Um, 
He was the sole overseer of the uh, program, the virtual credit card program. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Amit Patel is uh, charged with wire fraud and illegal monetary transactions. I'd love to see the video, like, or when he was told he was busted. Did they walk in at work? The, the HR people, we want to talk to you a little bit. Wire, a, wire fraud could get you 20 years. Yeah. Mm. Dang. Mm. Mm. That is not worth a Tesla, I'll tell you that. Hell no. <laughs> well, I don't know. Private, private jets, country club, Tesla, four years, scholarship. Four great years versus 20 yeah. years in jail? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Okay. Pay the 50 bucks to upgrade at United for the little extra leg room. Be much happier. <laughs> okay. How many in, years in jail for the trade off to spend $22 million? If I said you had to spend three years in jail. And when you got out, you get $22 million? No, no. You already spent your $22 million. Oh, no, I'm not. No? No, I'm not. Marvin? Any jail time for $22 million? I was in a holding cell for three hours <laughs> once. No, not a minute. Did you cry when you were in the holding cell? Oh, I was on the, I was on the cusp. <laughs> on the <laughs> I was like, damn, this is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not going to see you again. Oh, mm-mm. Yeah. You're finally going to get that prison body you've been working on. I'm, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want that. All right, let me take a break. We'll uh, get some more phone calls coming up. Uh, we'll uh, check in on the winter baseball meetings with Shohei Otani and... Uh, Juan Soto goes to the Yankees. That's one of those, oh, by the way. Oh, that's right. There are other free agents who are available. We'll take a break. We're back after this Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. 
Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Mercedes-Benz Holiday Love Celebration is here. Incredible offers on exceptional vehicles you're bound to love. The EQB, C-Class, or EQE SUV. Learn more at mbusa.com slash special offers. Get some phone calls here. Uh, there are reports that John Rahm is going to join the Live Tour. Now, this has been there for a while. The Telegraph reported Tuesday the deal between John Rahm and the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund, who's leading the negotiations, he is imminent, may be announced in the coming days. John Rahm, the defending champ at the American Express, is not among the early uh, commitments to that field in Palm Springs in 2024. He's 29 years of age, previously shot down rumors that uh, he was headed to Live Tour. I've seen anywhere from 400 to $600 million for John Rahm. I'll go back to February of 2022. This is my official, my one and only time I'll talk about this, where I'm officially declaring my love for the PGA Tour. I'm a, a PAC member. I have a lot of belief in the Commissioner Jay Monahan and the product that they are going to give us in the future. Uh, he talked about the speculation for the Live Tour, and uh, he backed the tour again in June of 2022. He's interested in the history and legacy with the PGA Tour. My heart is with the PGA Tour. That's all I can say. So those are some of the comments that he's had. And I'm curious with the Live Tour, do you need to spend this money if there's eventually going to be a merger? Now, if I'm John Rahm and I can pick up $400, $500 million, and eventually I'm going to be able to still play on the PGA Tour events, play in the majors, uh, hard money to pass up. And let's blow back now. If Rory did it, he's the one guy. Tiger and Rory would never be able to do it. And not that they would, but they would never be able to do it. Uh, John Rom, okay. But if you're the live tour, do you need to spend this money on John Rom? How long are you getting him for? And if, if eventually they're going to merge, which they're going to have to, I get it if I'm John Rom. Be tough to turn down that kind of money. How long are you going to be on the live tour? Do you get to play in the majors? Okay, you don't get to do Ryder Cup or whatever. It, you know they're they're going to have stipulations in there, requirements, uh, points uh, that you're going to need to qualify to get into certain things. But if you're John Rom, you got a chance to pick up that kind of money. I certainly understand it. Yeah, Paul. I was I was. It's a confusing story because, like you said, I wonder if Rom and his people were like, this offer is still out there at this juncture. Why, why do you need to pay 
let's say it's three hundred million for me for a year and a half of work, but you know the vitriol against it isn't there right now. There's very little reaction to the story. Yeah, yeah, it's been there for a little while because he has been backing out of things, and uh, I think that's where people started to notice that maybe there's some breadcrumbs he's putting down that he's going to go to uh, live tour. You know, live tour's got to eventually get to play four rounds of golf. You know, that that that's the only real hang up I have as far as you know the events they have. Play four rounds. You don't need to do three. Okay, you have loud music and you have uh, some you know, funny team names and uh, you get to wear shorts. Okay, nobody cares. I mean, you're going to be gone. You may not be forgotten, but they're. I mean, you're still watching an event. If you're watching Pebble Beach, you're watching Pebble Beach because it's at Pebble Beach. Whoever's playing, it's nice to have those great players. But I don't miss Phil Mickelson. I don't. I loved watching him, but I, I, I'm fine. I, at no point in the last couple of weeks that I go, man, I sure wouldn't like to have Phil Mickelson out there. I don't care. Uh, that's what happened. Like Bubba Watson. Love Bubba. I don't miss him. It's like, okay. All right. I mean, that's what happens. Somebody else will come in, and somebody else will win a tournament or win a couple of tournaments here. John Rahm's a wonderful player. You know, he'll, he was a great guest with us, but I don't know if people are going to be going, not, not watching, John Rahm's not in there. When he's in there, great. When he's not, I'm still watching. So, live tour, uh, whatever the plan is, it feels like they eventually have to merge. But Are they, are they aware they're merging? Did the people who called it John Rahm? I have no idea. Are they aware? I don't that, how do you leave the PGA for a live tour at this point when they're merging in like 18 months? Unless. Well, there's no penalty. I mean, if they're merging, take the money, and then you're eventually going to be back on the PGA tour. I mean, people may go, I can't believe you left for, you know, 14 months. But yes, he. Is this a sign that really uh, PGA was acquired by Live Golf well, and maybe not merged? Well, that's still, still trying to figure out, you know. Who are the power players in this? Because it feels like the Live Tour is guiding the PGA Tour. By the way, I kind of feel like everybody's statements pre-Jay Monahan uh, doing what he did yeah. should be almost like wiped clean. Because everybody, they thought that they had, they thought they were backing the PGA and PGA was backing them. And it turns out they backed PGA and PGA cut a deal out from under them. Yeah. That's garbage, yeah. and I don't really think that John Rahm or Rory McIlroy or anybody else should be like, oh, I thought you weren't going, and now you are. Well, that whole thing changed once PGA decided to cut a deal without telling them. That's fair. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of golfers who feel like that, that they, they, they pledge their allegiance to the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour wasn't pledging its allegiance to its players. John Rahm said he was betrayed. Yeah. There's a huge sense of betrayal. Yeah. Uh, I, I get that. I get it. You want to make that money? You want to take the money? Maybe it's two years down the road. You're back on PGA, you know, on the tour. Whatever the tour is, I mean, they got to figure this out. Got to figure it out soon. Um, but I, as far as those who were going to defect, John Rahm was the last name. It felt like who was going to do that. So if he takes the money, maybe we'll see him. Maybe we'll see him in just majors. Depending on if they allow him in. I mean, 
That's a big blow. Yeah. If you're a diehard golfer, that's a big blow. But the casual golf fan, you just watch. A lot of times you watch for the scenery of it. Like, it's always at a great place. The weather's always great. You know, everybody looks great, having a good time. And it just feels like that's what you tune in with that sport. There's no tiger. There's no, there's no tiger. I mean, we're holding on to, you know, a banged up, broken down tiger right now. But as far as, and Rory, we keep waiting for Rory to be consistently great. Or Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas. But it, you know, that's, that, it almost magnifies how great Tiger was. That he's winning, I think, like one every four tournaments at one point in his career. <laughs> We're not going to have that. Now they're going to do the rollbacks with the golf balls in a few years where they're trying to take away distance. And what, what's going to happen is people are going to be going out and buying, you know, Titleist Pro Vs and, and stockpiling them because, you know, once, once they get to whatever, 2029 or something, 2028, they're going to take away those golf balls. Because these dudes are playing with wiffle balls now. <laughs> that, that they want to take away like 15 to 20 yards from golfers. Well, the average golfer is going to be affected as well, but they said, well, it's only going to be like five yards or so. Hey, I'll take that five. I need that five yards here. Rory doesn't need an extra 15. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, the USGA and the RNA announced on Wednesday, capping five years of study on this topic, that golf balls are going farther. That's a deep study. <laughs> Who saw that one coming? Going to save them some money. Um, that over the past 25 years, tee shots are traveling 30 yards further. And it's detrimental to the game. They're saying it's hurting local courses, distance. It's hurting the pro courses for like how they make it par. So in 2028, there will be a, a, like a, a governor on the golf ball where they can't make golf balls that have a certain distance uh, metric. And for recreational golfers, 2030. So get now, it in now. I brought this up years ago that I thought Augusta was going to create their own golf ball. They're just going to say, you play in our tournament because you can't expand at Augusta. You know, they bought some uh, adjoining land to try to make, uh, I think, 13T a little bit longer. But they don't have any room. And that's what I worried about is these great courses that have been around for centuries, that I don't want them to be obsolete. I want people to play that course the way that course is meant to be played. And then it became just about power. It was just hit it as far as Mickelson said years ago on this show. Hey, I'd rather pound it and may, maybe in a little bit of trouble in the rough, but I'm hitting an eight iron and then somebody else is hitting a six iron. I mean, that's, that's the philosophy that, that you have. But golf moving forward is moving back in some ways with the, the golf ball there. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, this new golf ball that they tested that they are probably going to roll out, um, it goes with a big hitter on the tour. They estimate 15 yards shorter on a, on a monster drive. Yeah. And people like Rory McIlroy said he loves it. It'll make golf. It'll bring back like the short game, the mid-range game. Well, if I'm Rory, I love it because I still hit it further than everybody. I'm still going to be 15 yards further than everybody else. Now, you know, it's just you got more shot making. And really, golf is not necessarily about shot making anymore. Because if you're a guy, you know, there's golfers who just didn't hit it, you know, 250, 260, 270 yards. You're getting crushed out there. Those guys are playing a completely different game. They're hitting the ball 330. You're hitting 270. So it's 60 yards. 
I might put a wedge in your hand and you're hitting an 8-iron. The difference with a wedge and an 8-iron with those guys? I mean, it's such, such a disadvantage for these guys who don't hit it as far. But they can be great golfers. A lot of times you'll see golfers, even when you're out playing the weekend, and you got somebody who doesn't hit it very far, but he hits it right down the middle. And then he'll hit it right up to the green, and then he'll get up and down. Like, that's what some of these guys on tour, well, maybe they can come back to and have those players be able to get in the mix. Yes, yes, Paul. So you've got to stay on air for five more years, Dan, four more years, because there's going to be a story that some mid-level golfer on the Corn Ferry Tour was sneaking in bootleg golf mm. balls to hit it further. <laughs> well, they check your balls before the round. Well, okay there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I might take up golf now. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting time for golf. Interesting time. But then the golf ball thing, I and I like you know the weekend guy. Like, how dare they? Uh, is somebody going to check the golf balls that we have in five years? You start stockpiling some of these pro VXs. You're like, uh, is that legit? Yeah, of course it is. Is there going to be a, like a designation there? Like, is there going to be a blue light that you put it under and you go, okay, that's legitimate here? But you're going to have bootleg. You're going to guys selling golf balls out of the trunk of their car when you get to the golf course. Yes, Todd. Is it going to be like that fishing story where they blow up the balls to see where somebody's put little pellets in there or what the feather is, what's in there? Uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Chris in Brooklyn. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. Good. Uh, on the NBA in-season tournament, I was just going to say, it, it will be funny if the Pacers win. You know, they have this, like, run-and-gun offense. They have the highest points per game in NBA history right now, also giving up the most points in the league. But if they win the tournament, this like they'll act like it's uh, you know the takes will be is this the future of basketball because they won this in season tournament whereas in the last couple of years it would have been a couple months in and the Pacers are scoring a lot of points but now this would create some sort of like justification or talking point about this you know it's not a new offense it's happened before but they're just doing it to a really extreme level yeah I mean. I just remember when it would be on rare occasion you'd have a game in the 130s or 140s. Now that seems like a nightly occurrence here. It's not a big deal where you go, oh, they scored 145 points, 150 points. But this is the, uh, the advent of the three where everybody gets to shoot it. Yes, Marv. And also, can we get away from this basketball was better in the 90s? Because I watched the game oh, no, on, no, that was terrible. on NBA TV, yeah. and it was like Knicks. Pacers, and it was 87-84. They brought in the three-point line because they wanted to up the scoring because <laughs> guys couldn't shoot except Reggie and Glenn Rice and Mark Price. Yeah, it was about three guys in the league that could really shoot, and they brought in the three-point line by about three feet in the 90s. It was bad. It was bad. It was uh, Greco-Roman wrestling. And first team to 90 usually would win a game. Um, and, and some of the, uh, the biggest guilty parties were Mike Fratello, and Pat Riley, when Riles was with the Knicks and Fratello with the Cavs, it was physical, physical basketball. And why you would think that you would want that with these great athletes and, you know, transition basketball. They're like, no, we like that tough foul. And you know. Imagine some of those guys who played in the 80s and 90s, if they got to play today, you know, what their numbers would look like. They wouldn't make the roster. No. He said, man, he could really punch him in the face, <laughs> but he can't hit an 18-footer. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't need Charles Oakley. 
You wouldn't need Rick Mahorn. You wouldn't need the Intimidators. Like, your physical guy is a nuisance. Like Dylan Brooks. Draymond Green. Like, you don't want a guy who is, hey, why is he out there? Uh, in case things get out of hand. Yes, Mark. They're not Intimidators. They're just annoying. Yes. Yes. Back then, they intimidated. Yeah. It's like, hey, you, if you do something to him, you got to go through me. All right, I'm not going to do anything to him. Yeah, Paul. I, I agree that scoring was not that much fun back then. Those 68, 72, that was awful. But there was a lot more tension in games. There was a lot more physicality and not get off my lawn. But the physicality, is, it's completely missing now. It's like it's gone so extreme the other way. It's too bad there's not some compromise where I like 142 points, but I like to see something besides three-pointers taken. And that's all it is. I mean, the, the, the percentage of three-point shots is crazy. But if you're going to score 142 points, all you have to do is make sure you don't give up 143 points. Yeah, Seaton. First half triple-double is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Luca, that's crazy. Luca had that last night. Yes, yes, Marv. I'm with Paulie from this standpoint. Everyone takes three-pointers in the NBA. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who told you you could shoot? You know, eighth guy off the bench. Yeah. Yes. We were just talking about the Yukon big man, Donovan, Donovan Klingham, being like a dinosaur because he's only a big guy. He can't shoot threes. Yeah. And Zach Eady, the player of the year. We don't even know if he can play in the NBA. Right. Garza from Iowa was the Big Ten player of the year a couple of years ago. He's a dude from uh, Kansas that can shoot, though. Uh... Oh, Dickerson. Who transferred from Michigan? He can shoot. Yeah, he's 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 gigantic. He can shoot. Yeah, but that's what you have to do. There's so many guys that they wouldn't be able to play in today's NBA. But you know, you look at uh, the Plumley brothers. Well, they, they may be still playing in the NBA, but you you have to be able to do something. Yet, you know, offensively, it feels like you can't be that. Well, we'll just let him have the ball. You know. And it just feels like these guys who, these big men who would normally have been able to make the transition to go into the NBA, they're, they need to develop their skills. They need to be able to shoot at least an 18 footer. Yeah, Mar. Now it's a bunch of 3 and D guys. Yeah. That 6'10 guy that would have been a power forward in 1995. No, 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 no. Just play real hard defense and make this open corner three. All right. That's it. That's what the NBA is. It's, Three and D. Like what's a post? Like what's a post play? What's a post move? <laughs> There's no Kevin McHale post moves, Carmelo post moves anymore. No, no, no dream shake. You no. know, he's going to stay on the perimeter. Yeah. All right, let me take a break. We'll come back. More phone calls and uh, the Shohei Otani story got really, really quiet yesterday. We'll talk about that as well. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. In case you're wondering, the Thursday night prop bets, Bailey Zappi over under passing yards. Who wants to guess? Bailey Zappi, the Patriots against the Steelers in Pittsburgh tonight. Paul? 168. All right, Marvin? 179. Seton? 147. Todd? 182 and a half. 156 and a half. Ooh. Mitchell Trubisky over under passing yards tonight. Marvin? 204. Seton? 224. Todd? 166 and a half. Paul? 550. Wow. <laughs> you really have a lot of confidence. Loyalty. Though. 180 and a half passing yards tonight. They're not going to light it up tonight, I don't think. But the over-under, I think somewhere around 80% of the bets are on the under, which always makes me nervous. Maybe an accidental, maybe a defensive touchdown for the uh, Patriots. Maybe a close game here. That's six points, so, you know, maybe it's a... 20 to 14 game, something like that. Yeah, Mark. Is this where Mike Tomlin's seat gets real hot if they <laughs> oh, lose they to the Patriots? This is, uh, this is a must-win situation. You have to win this game. Whoa. Yeah. The Steelers? Yes. I'm not saying Mike Tomlin's future. I'm talking about Steelers must win this game. Must. They're 7-5. and five. Must win. KJ in Georgia. Hey, KJ, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Uh First time, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had a comment about the college football playoff. Yep. I was just thinking that if they're going, uh, you know, the conferences are going away from the divisions, like the East-West or whatever, so you're going to have the top two teams playing for the conference championship each year. Uh, why, don't, why doesn't the NCAA just go to eight conferences? You'll have the top two teams playing for the championship. That'll be the first round of the playoff. Basically, you'll have a 16-team playoff. And then the champions... Uh, will get seeded after that, and then uh, you don't have to worry about this. Well, do they do they earn their way? Do they, you know, do they deserve to be in the playoffs? You know, everything. anything that simplifies it, KJ, I'm in. I'm in favor of. And but we're eventually going to get 
to this where there's going to be X number of teams that are going to be able to play for the national championship. That'll be 60 schools, 50 schools, 40 schools, and then they'll divide them up geographically, sort of what you know, like you have in the NFL. Colleges are going to pay the players. I mean, this is all going to happen. The question is, when does it happen? Yeah, Paul. I, I disagree with this caller. If college football makes their playoffs too regimented and too automatic, that ruins what college football is all about, is debate. And even though it's ugly and messy, like if you had five Power Five conferences and each winner got in, and then the other, what, eight spots, or uh, it'd be seven spots, right? Seven spots are up for grabs. Then there's a lot of debate about those other seven at-large teams, which is what college football is all about. Yeah, see. But see, that's right there. There's already another problem. We have to stop with power five. It either has to be power four or power six. As soon as you do an odd number, things are messed up. Yeah, but do we want messed up? Oh, my God. This is the most circular conversation (laughs) ever. It feels like we don't want it when it doesn't suit what we what it turns out to be. Do we want chaos or do we want to figure out who the best teams are? I don't understand what the point of all of this is anymore. Uh, I know. It's like we're trying to outsmart ourselves. Like, let's just simplify it. And then that way, you know, I don't want to devalue the regular season. I want to make sure that those games in November are more important than they have been. And there's some things that are at stake as far as seeding goes I mean, they could make this great. It just feels like that they've been kind of banging into an iceberg here for a long, long time. And, you know, now they're sinking. Now we got to figure out, now we have the the 12-team playoff. But it just feels like we're trying so hard when it feels like it's right there in front of us where it should be simplified, not amplified. Rory in uh, Florida. Hi, Rory. Hello? Hey, Rory. Hey, good morning, guys. I, I, I hear everyone debating this FSU thing. I just want to bring a few facts to the table here. And everyone, could they beat this team or that team? I absolutely believe they could beat Alabama. Alabama struggled against USF. Alabama had a Hail Mary to beat a team that got smoked by New Mexico State. Uh, with their quarterback, the second string guy, he'll be back by the time that the thing was going to be happening anyway. Uh, so I don't understand. And here's another thought. FSU has outpassed Michigan in the three games that they've had their backups in. Well, Michigan is not a passing team. Michigan is a running team. Michigan against Penn State. What'd they do? Throw four passes? They ran the ball the entire time. Uh, that's what they do. They're not a lighted-up offense. Got a really good running back. Uh, and this is Jim Harbaugh's model. That's what he wants to do. Physical, run the football. Yes. Could Florida State, yes. Could they beat Alabama? I'm sure they could. But this is where it's open to interpretation of who are the best teams right now. Are you going to keep Alabama out after they beat Georgia? I mean, Georgia is the one who has a gripe. Because if any of these teams in the Final Four, if I said who would be favored against Georgia, nobody's going to be favored against Georgia. Does that make Georgia one of the best four teams? That's where it's subjective. I feel bad Florida State did everything they're supposed to do. But the committee, it's made up of people. They have an opinion. It's subjective. The eye test. And the bottom line, money.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.